The Everyman Podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? As you'll come to learn later on in this episode, that's actually like a, a that's some foreshadowing into some topics later. It is really is deep, deep, deep dive foreshadowing. When you, and when the, it comes uh, on later, you'll, <laughs> when it comes on later, that I mean. <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll, you'll think back to this moment, very moment in time. Another week, another pod. Daryl mm. Campbell, my brother, mm. how are you? Man, doing great, man. Like, I, I say it all the time. I mean it, people. Mm. I'm in the cosmic canoe with my brother, and we are just going for this awesome, awesome ride, and we're super blessed that you're here with us, man. Absolutely. Blessed super. and highly favored, as always. And uh, like I said, another week, another pod, another great opportunity to hop in the cosmic canoe with the every man and the every woman. And we have an awesome interview uh, this week with one of our... our uh, Dare I say, one of our favorite guests yeah, dude. that we've uh, you know had here on the Everyman Podcast, somebody that's been on quite a bit. Um, you may know him from a little band called Periphery uh, mm-hmm. and Haunted Shores, Mark Holcomb, uh, guitarist extraordinaire. And uh, we've, I guess this, this is the fourth time he's been on the podcast, yeah, dude. Uh, talking just music before, and then we did some football playoff shows, which are I'm pretty sure is now going to be an annual thing. Um, and this one, we, we just kind of wanted to catch up on, on what's going on in the world of periphery, what's going on with Mark and mm-hmm. kind of get into some of the topics that, uh, we don't normally get into and, and some current event stuff and kind of where we see the world is a little aliens, a little, you know, little UFOs, a little mm-hmm. only fans, all, yeah. all sorts of stuff, a lot, a lot <laughs> of, a lot of silly stuff. Um, and, and Mark is a great dude, extremely, I mean, I could, I could go on and on about his his ability as a as a musician. Everybody, I think, listening to this knows full well, you know, what kind of talent he is. Um, but as a as a as a man, as, as somebody who's kind of got a inquisitive mind and open spirit, you know, we I think Daryl and I really connect with that mm-hmm. element, and uh, you hear it on the on the pod. And, and having him on here is a kind of like the closest thing uh, we have to being a three man booth. Kind of oh thing. yeah, dude! Straight um, road up. Yeah, Straight it's it's up. a lot of fun, and um, you know, if this is the first time you're you're listening to the Everyman podcast, welcome to the Cosmic Canoe. Grab a nor. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of Grab room it. for you. Uh, maybe take a chance to check out the archives. We've got previous interviews with Mark, interviews with Matt Halpern from Periphery, interviews with Dusty Waring from Between the Barry to Me, Blake Richardson, Tommy Rogers, Andy McKee, James Labrie, John Petrucci, Mike Mangini, Jamie King. The list goes on and on. If, if you like Periphery, odds are we've got a dozen interviews uh, with musicians of bands that you also really like. So mm-hmm. take a chance to check that out. Leave a review for us uh, in, in the Apple Podcast Store on Spotify. Give us a follow, all that stuff. Check it out. And uh, again, in the show notes today, there's going to be some links to some of the stuff Mark talked about. Uh, Disco Elysium, the game that he did some uh, voiceover work for. And also uh, links to, to his socials and everything. So uh, with that being said, my bro. Let's hit it. Dive in. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast is one of our favorite guests. He is absolutely in the cosmic canoe with us. He's one of the guys we've met along the way and just absolutely connected with. We've talked football. We've talked metal. Uh, Today we're going to do a little bit of all of that. Ladies and gentlemen, from Periphery and Haunted Shores, the one and only Mark Holcomb. Mark, how are you, my brother? Good. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? What up, Mark? Dude, doing good. We were just chatting for a few minutes here uh, before we started rolling. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot going on. Um, 
a lot of entertaining things going on that have been keeping our attention, which we'll get to. Uh, but you know, right off the bat, you know, start with the hot. What's the what are they saying? Journalism, you bear, don't bury the lead, right? Something like that. Don't bury the lead. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There we go. I'm not going to bury the lead for the for the periphery fans that are tuning in here for the first time. Um, what's going on, man? What, what have you been up to since we last chatted about uh, you know the the Bucks and the Chiefs? What's been going on with you? Has it been that long already? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The last yeah. podcast we did was was the week before the Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I whiffed on that, and so did Daryl. We did. I tried we to tell us. you guys. I we told you for us. a couple of weeks. I said, "Yeah, Tom's yeah. taking us." <laughs> we'll see um, if I if my if that luck continues next year. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah, that was a hell of a Super Bowl. It sure um, was. Yeah, I think. Okay, so this was about a month after that last podcast. So six weeks ago, from today. Uh, we did a, a writing session um, over at, uh, I guess, Periphery Studio, which happens to be wherever Misha's living at the time. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it was me, him, and Jake, and Spencer, uh, the four of us out writing together. Uh, I think we booked a week and a half to just basically get into one dwelling and, uh, and write as much as we could. And that's been our approach for the past... Uh, I want to say four records now. Yeah, four four albums. We've been doing this approach, each one sort of with this uh, increased focus on a retreat style of recording where we don't book anything else. Like when we get together, we just, we first of all, we live together. You know, we, we wake up, we go to bed in the same room pretty much. Uh, nice. And we don't book any other engagements. So when we write, it's it's as if we were on a retreat, even though we're not, you know, in the traditional retreat sense of the word like on a lake house you know, in a lake in a lake house although that would be nice the old riff farm um, yeah the old riff farm that, that, that's what it is uh and that's that's why it's so fun to be honest like we hadn't written together since the last session for periphery four which is hard to believe is coming up on i want to say three years since we finished writing on that and mm. yeah i mean every every time we finish a record it feels like we've exhausted everything, you know, it feels like, wow, like, God, I don't want to write any more music for a long time with you guys. Like all due respect, like I feel tapped. Mm. And I think we all feel that way after a record's done, but, uh, we start to get the itch again, you know, and the, the, our, our sort of dynamic in the band now is, um, is we embrace time off. I think we've talked about this in a previous podcast is we embrace time off the road. We embrace, these long album cycles where we're not churning out records every year, every other year. Um, we'd like to focus on other things in life. We'd like to focus on other projects, put our time and energy into other things. And whenever we take so much time off of writing, there's always this, this, this question of like, Oh God, do we still have it? Like, do we still have it? The chemistry? I mean, yeah. uh, when we get into a room, we start writing as a band and, uh, I'm feeling really good about the songs that we've that we've got written so far because I, I think, you know, without divulging too much, because I want to keep the main points about what this record's going to be uh, in our back pocket still. Uh, I'm really, 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 really fucking excited about it, uh, based off of what we've done so far. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. That's awesome, man. And I, I can Ooh. I can tell by just kind of watching you talk about it how how you're you're excited about it. And, you know, we've had a, a number of guests on the Everyman podcast here in the last year that are in that kind of the same position where they're getting back together. Some 
some bands where it's like they weren't planning on being off. Like I know, you know, we had talked about that before with you where like, oh, actually, you know, this was going to be our downtime a little bit and it's just kind of rolling over or yep. bands like BT Bam that were just basically like coming into the airport back into the U.S. for like a week to go back out. And it's like, nope, you're done, you know. So there's a lot of bands that are getting together and going through that experience right now. And, and, and it's cool to see people say, like, I'm really excited about the art we just put together. And, and I think there's going to be, Daryl and I have been saying it for a while now, there's going to be this tidal wave of, of new and interesting, you know, whether it's art, comics, you know, music, whatever, uh, yeah. that, that are coming out of people because, and, and also, you know, I, I can have a similar experience recently with getting back together with my band and, and playing and you you, like, you nailed it. Like, do we still have that chemistry that we had that enabled us to create? Because mm. there's, there's, a mold, a, there's more to creating music with people than just like having good players. And I know you know this, but from the outside, people are just like, oh, you get a good drummer and a good guitar player and a keyboard player and you're done. We've got a band. You know, like it doesn't, that's, there's a chemistry and a magic that forms over time. And, and you worry like when you're away, is it still there? You know, and right. um, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure it is for you guys. And, I, you know, watching, like I said, some of your Instagram stuff you've been posting lately, I just, you posted one video recently and me and my my boys were sending it around just like god listen like you were just you looked like you were playing like you were really energized you know and it was that's just how you, I always play that's how I always that's no I just, but you had yeah. you just seemed like i don't know man you just it was coming out of you well i'm 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 sure there's there's truth to that sort of like god i i just want to get back to it already you know and yeah i mean i i've been feeling that to be honest, like, and I think we all have in the yeah. band is, you know, all this time spent cooped up, which all of us in the band, we've all been very careful. We've all been very considerate to our family and friends. And we're not trying to disrespect any, any sort of, you know, we're, none of us are anti-vaxxers or like ignoring masks or anything like that. We've been super buttoned up about it. And uh, with that comes this sort of, it's just boiling over. It's like, fuck, man, let's just, let's, let's do this. You know, we've all been sort of working on our own individual sides of the band on our own. That's why I've been writing a ton, like the past 15, 16 months, you know, in an effort to, to just, what's the expression? Um, clean up my side of the street, you know, like just sort of take care of what's in my zone here. I've just been trying to be as creative as possible. So, uh, so yeah, that's why I've just been writing just just writing and writing and writing and writing and uh and yeah i mean i i, I hear what you're saying too you to, to address your previous point like it's always a concern like do i still have it um and there's also this weird social side of it too where it's like i haven't really had many face-to-face conversations with people that 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 aren't over zoom for the past 16 months you know and that there's that side of it too where you where you start hanging out with people and you're like whoa this is weird like, you know, like it's the timing, less, you know, there's, yeah. there's like a, I don't know. There's that human element, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you can't, you know, for as awesome zoom is for as awesome podcasts are, you know, being able to see your friends and family over FaceTime and whatnot. It's uh it's irreplaceable. You can't get that sort of human uh, interaction unless you're face to face with somebody. So that was another weird side of just being in the same room with other dudes with guitars and writing and having passionate conversations about music and just working was a really unusual feeling. But I think the result, I think the result's going to be pretty fucking weird for periphery fans out there who are interested in, in the next uh, 
record uh the music is is all over the place like it's uh it's pretty wild and i think it may be a reflection of just not caring <laughs> you know just like quarantine has made us put things into perspective you know it's just we miss music we fucking love music and we love just chasing this thread that only we really care like only we have control over you know we we have this we have the band we have a record label and nobody else gets to have any input in our music and we're gonna have fun with it and just just go crazy with it so yeah i gotta ask a question because that that portion about passion and being with your bros and growing up and being locked in and being super creative like yeah it kind of makes me think about like training camp and just kind of Mm. being in a locker room and just, you know, I miss that. I've always missed that. Like that's, that's the one part of the game that, you know, I can't get back now, even if like, you know, I meet somebody that I used to play with, there was a teammate. Mm -hmm. It's still not quite the same as kind of being, you know, right next to him on the line of scrimmage or right next to the locker and just talking about everything and being open and free. Right. What was that like first night? Like when you guys got together and, did you guys like sit around and look at each other like, Oh, we're here. We're like face to face and we can do stuff. Like how, how was it? Like, was it, was you it know, real? Was it, were you excited? Like, I know like me, like we got 700 and something employees at NFL films and everybody came back like maybe a couple, you know, months ago or, you know, a month or some month or so ago and they weren't remote. And then I, I came in, I've been coming into films since the height of the pan- pandemic. So I'm, I know what it's like to have nobody there, 15 yeah. people there. 20 some people there and now like all 700 people are wow uh i think you cut out for a little Shit. bit we lose you daryl we lose you i thought it was my frozen Wi-Fi. in time but uh, we lost you there for a second brother you there he's he's in he's out hot potato oh there we go okay yeah nope. we, there we, we go. lost you for a little bit yeah we lost okay. you for a little bit oh sorry about that talking about um, 700 people are all back now yeah yeah so so like 700 people are, are back in you know to me i'm like just a kid in a candy store because i yeah. i feed off of that energy i feed off people and yeah to me they're they're 700 you know 699 teammates that haven't been yeah. around so yeah you know, what, what was that like for you uh, yeah it, you know to be honest it really didn't hit me ever because from the moment we all got together it was no, like maybe maybe you guys can relate to this, but like when you have a camaraderie or a chemistry in which you guys have seen, you know, so many peaks and valleys. You guys have been through everything for for years and years and years, uh, and you know nothing really comes close to that chemistry, short of like a best friend or a girlfriend or a wife or a, or a family member. You know, um, it's just jokes. <laughs> you know, it's just it starts with the humor. And the the humor makes it so like, you know, I'm always joking with those guys. We're always joking with each other. And that kind of makes everything else seem just like a like a like an unspoken formality. It's like we're gonna work on music today and everything else comes back. You don't you don't really think about it too much. It's just like, all right, what do you guys want to work on first? I got these riffs. Oh, those riffs you wrote were cool. Oh, that thing you sent over a month ago was cool. We should tackle that. Wait, should we do that first? Or should we do that? Uh, you're just so pumped about everybody's ideas. You don't know where to start. <laughs> yeah. And like the, the, Sweet. you don't really have time to like have that thought where you're like, Oh, this is crazy. It, it does happen at some point. At least I have plenty of those moments where, where we're working and I just take a step back and I'm like, this is pretty awesome. 
you know, I, I, I get to do this. Uh, and this is the thing in my life that I would take, take a bullet for, you know, I, I, I would live and die for this very thing. And here we are doing it after a pretty tough last 15, 16 months of yeah. not being able to do anything, you know? Uh, yeah. so yeah, that, that, that thought is a beautiful thing. I, I've been, I've been harping on this a lot, like sort of internally is learning how to, um, take frequent steps back. It goes hand in hand with the whole meditation stuff we've talked about is the whole point of that stuff is to take several steps back from where you are in any given moment. And just to take inventory of everything, you know, yeah. like focus on your breath, focus on your thoughts, focus on literally everything. Gotta and when you're doing something truly awesome, like playing music or doing what you're doing for, for a living Daryl or, or, you know, playing music with, for you, Justin, it's like taking a step back realizing what's happening just like taking stock of every little thing in this amazing moment it's like i don't know i love that shit <laughs> no it's a real it too. it's a real thing and, and you know daryl and i were just having this this conversation recently about you know my thing and you and i started to notice this you know with my nieces uh, to give a good example so you know i was there the day they were born the, the identical twins beautiful girls healthy happy and that was my first real experience with being a part of raising a child in any sort of capacity with my, my, my brother's children and being there a lot and watching them grow and how everybody would say things to me like, Oh, and enjoy it while they last. It just goes so quick. And now you see them and they're, you know, older and bigger and smarter and, and, you know, all these things. And it makes you kind of now when I'm with them, and I'm, in, you know, interacting with them. Or, or the other day, they, they have the switch, and which to me just it cracks me up because you know they're playing Mario and they they need help with the level, and you know, so they come to you, Uncle Uncle Justin to help help with the Mario level, which is great. You know, I'm that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, helping them with the level, and I and it's like I try to take a step back and just look at that that moment in time, like you're saying, because it's like they're gonna. This is this age now for it this is it this yeah. is going to be this, this moment yeah. and yep. next time they're going to be different i'm going to be different everything's yeah. going to be different and you know it helps you kind of get into perspective and it's like it's like you know almost like having the awareness to snap a photo of a family gathering or something but but yeah. deeper for yourself that only you're going to be able to recall and that's yeah. that's definitely something i've been trying to work on doing cuz i'm as guilty as anybody you know i get sucked into my phone doing stupid shit, reading about yeah. whatever I'm reading about <laughs> and, that, and I'm, that I'm oblivious, you know, that, that approach, man, I, I feel like it only really enhances whatever's happening in front of you. Like, of course, like if you were to do that 24 hours a day, you would never get anything done. So like, there's a, there's a point where it becomes like, you know, <laughs> you're just too in the moment. <laughs> right. Like you just yeah. sit around having tantric sex, like staying all day, you know? Yeah. I don't know how he's got um, it in him to do that. And then write <laughs> albums with Shaggy afterwards. Yeah, he does it all simultaneously. I was gonna say all that maybe that's the, the trick. Time. Yeah, <laughs> universal presence. <laughs> uh, he's got a keyboard strapped around his neck. While he's, uh, you know, I'm just <laughs> oh my god! Um, but uh, having that in mind during really amazing shit, like you know, helping your niece, which I do the same exact thing. Funny enough, it's funny you mentioned that because I help my nine-year-old niece uh, beat levels in Super Mario all the time. Switch. <laughs> And, um, but also for negative shit too. So like, if, if you're going through a stressful time, having that ability to, to, to say like time moves, you know, like this is not going to be around. 
if you're embroiled in some kind of like difficult shit or if you're stressed out at something, it's like having that ability to rationalize yourself. Be like, this is not going to stick around. This is just a time that's going to pass. Uh, and it could pass five seconds from now. It could pass a day from now, but a day will be here before I know it. And it's, it works for the positive work for the negative too. It's, it's crazy you say that, man, because that's something that I try to, I try to live by, you know, I, you know, when you've been through enough things, you know, when something is, you almost expect the, the ups and the downs, you know, mm -hmm. and you just have to roll through it. You know, it's like you yeah. said, the peaks and valleys of, yeah. of a relationship. And I was, I was thinking in my head, not me and Daryl are just always on the, always peaks. We're always peaking. And, and, and largely <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. I mean, we are, you know, we are on the same page a lot, you know, with, with things and, and having those. Uh, but it, you got to have that communication between, between, parties like a creative yeah. relationship like that to be able to yeah. continue to do it you know every every week every day you know uh year that, every that's, year. that's that's why we're lucky like i i feel like in a lot of senses and at least in periphery situation uh and i always make these comparisons to sports because i'm just wired to think that way like i, I grew up a sports fan before i was a music fan so i i grew up daydreaming about playing 41 NBA games on the road and 41 <laughs> at home, you know, like I, I, I grew up dreaming, like what must it be like to like, I just wanted to be like the 11th man off the bulls bench. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> be on road trips with like Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan, you know, like the camaraderie is what I always dreamed about. And when I'm in the band, like when I'm doing things with the band, I always feel like I'm part of a team and, uh, and I had that before I was in a band. I had it in the workplace. And it's just this, this team-like mentality uh, where you all support one another and you work together for something. And, uh, yeah, I, I love that shit, man. Always goes back to sports. That's what it's all about. But, mm -hmm. you know, and, I, and I, of course, you have to preface everything with a with a statement of clarification these days. You know, who am I to, to assume how anyone lives their life? But I think for, for young men, old men uh, – any man, every man, any if man. you will. Every man. I think every man <laughs> has a certain requirement of camaraderie and like pack interaction that they require to yeah. revitalize and, and recenter your like natural compass, if you will. You know, because there's certain things that like over, over millennia, that, that that man has like had to do and and you and i think you know you see it all the time at a barbecue right a dude around fire with a couple of hunks of meat inevitably all the other men start circling around and just like hanging out like oh what are you doing here like you just it it's built in and i think that need yeah. to be with your pack however you find your pack whether it's mm -hmm. basketball or the workplace or a band um and then having the dynamics of that small group or however yeah. big it is, you know, my, my pack keeps yeah. getting bigger and bigger. Um, but it's, it's nice. And it, for me, it recenters my whole, like, I don't know, like I said, I feel like a compass sliding in to, to zero, yeah, yeah. you know, when I get, yeah. get together with the boys and, and just, cause you need to kind of get that sort of goofy ass energy out that is hard to, yeah. you know, and, and, God bless my fiance. She she puts up with uh, with you know all my shit and my goofiness. But you know, there's just another level of, of silly that that I can get to that could make anyone tired. You know, um, yeah. and and you know, like you're saying, it's all jokes with the boys. And then before you know it, you've got a whole new joke 
that becomes of the weekend, you know, like yeah. a whole new thing. It's, it's funny how but that then, works. And, and then you, you, you're not even, you know, you're just kind of in the flow and then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, we have four songs done. Already. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. It just feels like it's been jokes, but the work ends up getting done, but it only gets done because we've been doing this for so long and because right. there's, there's uh there's trust and chemistry, which we've worked our asses off to, to forge and develop over the years. So when you got all that stuff down and I imagine the same, Again, I'm going to make the sports analogy because I that's where I come from. Uh, when you got all that stuff on lockdown, you can have fun. And when you see mm-hmm. bad teams smiling, it infuriates you because you're like, what the <laughs> fuck are you smiling? <laughs> but you, <laughs> yeah. you see Steph Curry laughing all the time. Why is he laughing? It's because the dude's dropping 40 every night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and not to mention you guys have been doing it a while, but, you know, Misha's a pretty okay engineer, so I'm sure things get yeah. done in a things in a, get done. Things get yeah. done yeah, in a yeah. quality that uh, yeah. that you get used to. So yeah, yeah, it's gotta be yeah. that's gotta be great, man. Yeah, so it's work first, yeah. <laughs> so work life balance, right? Um, yeah. So any any other uh, p periphery news? Uh, any any word about touring or anything you can share uh, before we uh, get lost in the sauce here? No, I mean, um, I think I told you the very first time we did this podcast together last year is uh, we're not in any real rush to get back out on tour for a number of reasons. Uh, we we just don't want to be rushing a record to get out yeah. and and tour a market that is kind of untested after dealing with something like this. You know, like, don't get me wrong, we, we miss the, you know, the act of going out and playing shows and, and, and connecting with people and whatnot. But for us is the, the precedence or sorry, the, the, the emphasis on the record. Yeah. We want to get that done. We don't want to rush it. The, I think the reason hail stand turned out so good in our minds was because we really took our sweet time with it. You know, we didn't give ourselves any sort of empty deadlines or, uh, or put unnecessary pressure on ourselves. And that's the goal with this one is just to, go at our own pace, really take our time with every aspect of it. And then when it's done, it's done and we'll be out touring again. But uh, yeah, from the very beginning, as soon as the pandemic hit, that was sort of our mentality. It was like, okay, this sucks, but at least we can take this time and write music and sort of plan our next steps. But uh, to answer your question, no, no, no real touring on the horizon. The emphasis right now is just make these songs as good as they possibly can. Uh, we're going to make it wild, make it interesting, and uh, and we'll get back out there when it's done and be able to just hopefully support the album the way it deserves to be, you know, in, in front of people a little bit closer to old times than than how things are right now where you got to stand, you know, six feet away from other people. That's great, man. I'm, I'm glad you're taking your time with it because that, that, I mean, that, that desire and the need, obviously, it's not so much a desire of, you know, working musicians need to get back to work. The, the financial end of touring and yeah. um, the desire to do that, I think is going to make some bands maybe make hastier decisions than others that aren't prepared to do it. And yeah, you know, I mean, I don't have to tell you like, you know, you go with touring, if you go into the negative early on and it's, um, it's really difficult to recover from that and have a, you know, the, the longevity of a career. And um, that that's good to see that you guys are, are, going to do it when it's right and uh you know in the short term obviously everybody wants to see you again but in the long term i think we'll all be happy for it yeah well fans don't need to worry i mean nobody needs to worry because we're in the very fortunate position of not 
needing to rely on a tour next month to pay our bills, you yeah. know? And I know that sounds a little bit maybe under the hood or like maybe TMI for a lot of people, but the reality of it is, is exactly what you just said is a lot of bands aren't going to be able to afford to, ex to exist in a month, you know, or, or six months or a year is, is the bands are running out of money when there's no revenue coming in that's not tied to Spotify or royalties or anything like that, which it's pennies on the dollar. Um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to, 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 to have an incentive to want a tour or a year or two from now, if you yeah. can't even afford to pay your bills off of, of, of music, you know? And so it's uh, it's rough for a lot of bands, but again, uh, I feel like we won the lottery in that respect. Um, but at the same time, we've laid the groundwork very deliberately in periphery over the years to be able to function without touring so damn much, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's almost like the pandemic, okay, the pandemic really sucked for us, but we were almost prepared to take a substantial chunk of time off of the road because of the dynamic of our band, because of the culture within our band. Let's build this band to not have to tour every year, you know? Uh, and luckily that's where the foundation was. So it, it wasn't a complete backbreaker as much as it sucked for everybody. It wasn't a backbreaker. It didn't end our career. Thankfully. Absolutely. It's great, man. Yeah. Have you guys put any thought into maybe doing any sort of, you know, shout out to BT Bam. They just did an awesome Twitch weekend. I'm sure if you got a chance to check any of that out, but it was awesome as always, you know, who would expect anything less from those guys. But um, have you guys thought about doing any sort of live stream shows or anything like that? We thought about, and I did check out a little bit of theirs and it was really expertly put together. It's, it's you know, like the rest of the stuff that they do. It seems like <laughs> everything they do just always has this like touch of class to it. You're uh, like, ah, I didn't think of that. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, no, we, we haven't come close to really making anything like that happen. We've discussed it. The problem is, is that we all live so fucking far away from each other. Mm. And, you know, at that point you start talking about flights, start talking about hotels and costs it's all really the, rack up. Exactly. The costs. And again, the inconvenience of COVID over the past 13 months yeah. has kind of not made that a real thing. So, uh, at this point, I don't know if you're going to get that from us. I, to be honest, I'll just say no, because we haven't talked about it for months now. I don't think we've talked about it for maybe half a year in the band uh, about doing a live stream show. So to anybody out there listening, hoping for a periphery live stream show, no. But, you know, it'll be all all the better when we finally get out there in person. Oh, yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you got to keep the uh, keep the keep the demand high, right? Yeah, but there's tons the of whistle. other good bands doing oh, dude. sick live streams. Like the Deer Hunter. Do you guys like? Yeah. Have you heard the Deer Hunter? Yeah, yeah I saw them with BT Bam. Ironically, a few years ago. Yeah. Them and Lapras. That's when I found out about Lapras, and I was like, "Where? How, like that was one of those bands where I listened to the record and I wasn't vibing with it for you know it might have been my state of mind at the time or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. But when I saw them, they it was them, Deer Hunter, and BT Bam. It just they blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know that. I got to check them out. I got. I gotta... Dude, they're from bro. L-E-P-R-O-U-S, I think. Oh, Le yeah. Leprous, Leprous. Oh, what did oh, I say? Okay. It's Leprous. Oh, yeah, Leprous. Lepre Lepre yeah. Okay, yeah, they're from Norway. Yeah, Norway. they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, all right, same page. Good, just weird, my weird pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome band. Yeah. That yeah, dude has sick, a crazy right? voice. Yeah, they're really good. Them Norwegians. They know what they're doing. You know, speaking yeah. of Norwegians, uh, <laughs> before I digress, so my fiance, Sam, and I, we like to, when we're hanging out, watch concerts 
you know. And over the years, just being a music fan, I've acquired like a pretty solid collection of concert DVDs, you know, um, and I keep adding to it. And I just picked up, uh, I know you're a black metal fan, Dimmu Borgir, uh, Forces of the Northern Night, the Blu-ray Steelbook Edition, got the last one on Amazon. Dang. Bro. And Daryl, it's this black, I'm going to have to send it to you. It's heavy yeah. as heavy can be. Black metal as black metal can be. Full makeup, cockpiece, skull on the knee pads, you know what I mean? And they've got like the, the Czech National Symphony and orchestra with them. Yeah. And they're just like singing about the, the devil. And it's like, it's just so sick. And uh, the whole, th- like, it, it, it's two it's two concerts. It's them at Vakken in like 2013 and then the one they did at, a, at an arena. And there's like this PB, it's like a PBS style documentary on the oh, wow. of it's like Norwegian PBS because wow. over there it's like super mainstream. Well, I don't know about super mainstream, but it's pretty well accepted. Yeah. yeah they're national heroes over there. Like Dimmu Borgir are, you know, they're, they're big. They're a, they're a sensation in Norway, but yeah, you got, I think even as, as someone who's not a connoisseur of black metal and that whole style of music, I feel like mm-hmm. you could appreciate yes. it because gotcha. it's such a ridiculous spectacle. I turned yeah. my dad onto it. My dad likes it. Mm. And he's like, is it all about the spectacle, or is it the elements that come together that they're doing? Like, what's the? Well, what's the, the music thing? is the music is extreme. Number one, okay. And then they have a certain unique, like, there's they weren't the first to be like black metal, you know, but they were one of the ones that just they seem to break away from the pack with their presentation and wow. their their like their compositions, the the music writing was more. And I'm not trying to sound like an elitist or anything, but Mark, would you agree? It's like more orchestral, a little bit more. Yeah. So it's more, it's black, like there's more to it than the standard black metal outfit. So when black metal started, it was this really difficult to listen to strip down. The production was terrible. It was almost like early punk rock, like ah. super unpleasant to hear, you know, okay. like no gotcha. polish to okay. it. Just it's all attitude and shock value. Okay. And Dimo Borgir, they took that spirit and they added a really professional sound and production and polish and sheen to it. And then they also hired like the Prague Philharmonic Orchestra, Whoa. like a 58 or an 80 piece orchestra to flesh out their compositions. So they took this really primitive um, sort of like evil satanic uh, culture and they added this operatic like orchestral side and it sounded great. And it was still evil, but it just had this really pro presentation. <laughs> right. So it's, so it's got that like dark, beautiful feel. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's There's awesome. Beautiful moments. It, yeah, it's crazy. It. Like yeah, there is it. some truly beautiful harmonies and and like melodies that they write that come out of nowhere after they've just been grinding your face into the concrete. And they like like Mark was saying, they've always had this orchestral instrumentation in the music, and then it got to a certain point where like everybody was doing a orchestra and, and and this actually started me off on a deep hole of like who else has done orchestra concerts trying to find the most ridiculous one i think i did which i'll get to in a second but like they brought the orchestra out and they did it for real and like some of the guys in the orchestra have you ever seen it mark no dude i'll send you a link it's game changer okay 
They're okay. like wearing the corpse paint. You know, the guy with the timpanis is like, you know, just fucking laying into the timps. It's, it's awesome. And they, awesome. they've got all this, you know, fire and explosions and shit. But um, yeah, that, I don't even know how we got into Dimu, but I'm glad we did because it's something that everybody should should know about. And I, Everybody should listen to Dimu Board. Just, <laughs> they should check it out. If, you yeah. t- if there's one thing you take away from this podcast, it's yeah. check out Dimu Board. <laughs> just dip, dip your toe in the water. Yeah. Dude, I, I saw, I've seen, I've been lucky enough to see them a bunch of times. I saw them. One of my shout out my best man Joe Spina, he's helped us out with a lot of stuff here. He's very, you know, he was like captain of the varsity basketball team. Like he he was like he's like High School Musical except without the musical. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I needed somebody to go see Dimu Borgir and Behemoth with. Okay. And it was like we were in high school, and he he came down with me. He was the only guy wearing a white t shirt at that concert. It was crazy. Like he, you know, like. <laughs> It was it was hilarious, but I I got to see him then, you know, back at the truck. Um, but we went and saw them up at the PlayStation Theater like maybe two years ago, nice. and they did nice. like a, an evening with, and it was yeah, they're they're bananas, bananas live. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I've seen them once, like two thousand and five, I want to say two thousand and four. It was Demu Borgir, Children of Bodom, and Nevermore. Ooh, yeah, in, in Los Angeles, yeah, hell of a show. God, seventeen years ago, crazy. Yeah, there, uh, there, there's something else. I wish American music culture doesn't really have like that level of pageant. It's in, and also Daryl. The reason why I love it is it basically is like colliding two of my favorite things, which is like extreme music and theatrics of professional wrestling, like <laughs> all, all into one beautiful. The truth comes out. This is the, right? This is the appeal. This is you just summed it up perfectly. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like it's the pageantry of wrestling and the extremism <laughs> of heavy metal. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That should be like the little tagline on the sticker on every one of their albums. <laughs> uh, pageantry of pro wrestling, extreme music. Yeah, dude. It, Have it, you ever wanted to see five Ultimate Warriors playing the heaviest music ever? Right. Listen to Demi Borgia. <laughs> dude, you're, you're, not, you're not at all wrong. You're not at all wrong. You know, awesome, costume dude. changes the whole bit. I mean, dude, it's, yeah, explosions, pyro, it's beautiful. It's a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them and I got to see Ramstein. They're on my, uh, on my list of, of spectacles to go. There, we we played a, a, a festival with Ramstein like five years ago. Dude, how are they? I love Ramstein. Oh my god! Like, okay, so I'd heard the show was crazy, and it is a spectacle. I, I kept hearing stories for years and years and years. Like, oh my god, it's 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 not even a show at that point. It is a, it's an experience, you know. And they were setting off fireworks. They had flamethrowers. The nice. guy had a, like a like a, a dildo shooting flames. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I almost wasn't even paying attention to the music. You almost didn't even need the music. Well, when there's a flame-throwing dildo, how can you? I mean, yeah. yeah. But the, the music, of course, is awesome, and the dude's like yelling German, so it's just the heaviest thing ever. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like German just on its own without music sounds like heavy metal. You know? he, could be yeah. re- he could be reading cookie recipes up there for all right. we know. Absolutely. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but that combined with the whole the, the visual aspect of it is just like, if, if you get a chance to see Ramstein, whether you got to pay you know, 80 bucks to certain nosebleeds or whatever, like go see it because it is a show. It's, I feel like it's, it's the spirit of kiss except modernized. Like back in the day, you'd go yeah. see kiss because it was just a rock concert. It, it was like the a best party. version of, yeah, it was, a, it was a party. Like you go, even though if you don't like the music, I feel like if Ramstein's playing with anywhere, anywhere near you, you gotta go just, just, just to watch the show. Well, Please. this, like this time last year, that was the big debate 
you know, we were like, uh, well, I guess maybe a couple months this time last year, but they were coming to the U.S. to do a big stadium tour. And it was like, mm-hmm. I remember looking at the tickets, they were like $300. And I was like, I don't know. It kind of seems like I'm, I hear it might be worth it, you know. So uh, <laughs> next time they come through, I think I, I got to add that to the list. Oh, yeah, dude. That and okay. I'd like to see Guns N' Roses on their, you know, oh. final reunion. What's your, you know, what's your take on Buckethead, by the way? Uh, speaking of Guns N' Roses. I don't really know Buckethead. I just know the Bucket. And you the know head. of Buckethead, the legend of. I just know of him. I don't know anything about I I, I know. I don't, I know, I don't like think anybody knows anything about him. Well, some people really dig his music, and I, I assume that's what you're referring oh, to. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I people say that his music is sick. I just actually never heard the music, so I, I got to learn myself up. Yeah, he's he's intense. I was just watching his thing with uh, Les Claypool. Um, yeah, he's a, he's an eccentric fellow. I, I mm. saw him once. He had a uh, tuba player open for him that played with a looper. Mm. It's pretty cool. I know. It's mm. not, you're, oh. you're thinking, how, you know. How far does that go? But he had like a clip-on microphone plugged into a loop pedal, looping station, and mm. then he would like make a rit- you know, a note as a rhythm, and then, you know, percussion on it. It's pretty cool. I think his name was Wolf, something like that. Mm. Shout out to Wolf, the tuba player. Wolf. Yeah, Blitzer, Wolf Blitzer on tuba. Yes, Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, he's very, very, <laughs> very, very, very short, very serious gentleman. Um, so you know, all all that fine segue aside. Um, I saw you did a little uh, voiceover work lately here. What's going yeah, on with that? Yeah, I've been doing some, uh, some, some porno voiceover. Mm. Uh, and, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing some uh, orgasm sounds. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've done uh, a couple of video games now. It's just something that... I've I've been doing for a couple of years is uh, is uh, is doing some some voice acting for video games and I got approached of all people by the singer of a band called Sixth from England uh, a student named Mikey Goodman uh, he's from England and he he asked me on a tour we did uh, maybe 2016 2017 he, he said you ever done any voice work and I'm like what do you mean voice work like breathing he's like no voice acting I'm like dude I I couldn't act my way out of a fucking bag of fries, man. Like, I, I just, that's not what I do. I, I can't act. And he's like, no, it's very different. It's very different. He's like, you have a naturally sort of a low voice. And I'm like, okay, sure. And he's like, but it's for a couple of characters I have in mind for this video game that I'm casting. And I want you to audition. And I didn't really take him seriously. I got home from tour. He emailed me and he said, hey, man, could you get me those auditions? And I'm like, dude, I don't have like a setup for it. And he's like, just speak into your phone, the lines I'm going to text you right now. And I, I read three characters, just dictated the, the dialogue into my phone. And I got two of the characters. They ended up liking the studio, ended up liking what I did. Um, and I got casted for two characters in a game called Disco Elysium. And it came out in 2019 for PC on steam. And they just re-released it, um, on PlayStation 4 and 5, uh, Xbox and Switch versions are coming out later this year. Uh, they they had me back. They actually cast me for a third character. Um, so I'm doing I'm doing three voices now for it. And uh, yeah, they so the way it was was they they voiced somewhere from anywhere from 20 to 30 percent of the voices for the original game because they were constrained by budget. 
it was a small studio from Estonia uh, that developed the game. And basically when the game came out in 2019, it got all this praise, right? Like Time Magazine referred to it as one of the 10 most important video games of, of you know, the last decade wow. uh, to come out, which... Sweet, dude. Yeah, like I, I played the game, but to, and I love the game. I fucking adored the game, but to hear the sort of mainstream commercial reach that it had was uh, was pretty shocking because it's not Call of Duty, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a very story-driven, very quirky uh, text dialogue story heavy game with a lot of reading right it's it's almost like an interactive book uh in a lot of ways but only 20 to 30 percent of the actual dialogue in the game was voiced the rest of it the remaining 70 ish percent was reading uh so when they were to redo the game for this year they had every actor come back and they recast some characters to do 100 percent of the dialogue so it was, I think, hundreds, if not thousands of hours of re-recording dialogue for everybody who was cast in the original game. So, uh, so yeah, I did 100% of the dialogue for this new release, uh, and that was actually a lot of work. I did all that work from here in, in Austin, uh, working remotely because of COVID times. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just had the casting director uh, with me over Zoom, and we would see each other. He would speak in my ear about, you know, what I needed to do differently every line. So he was sitting there sort of coaching me uh, for every bit of dialogue I had to deliver for the game. But it was cool, man. Like, again, I don't know if I'm any good at voice acting. I just know I have a lot of fun with it. I I have a ton of fun with it because I just get to be a little kid in a vocal booth, you know? That's that's so cool, man. How many many hours did you put in, do you think, if you had to ballpark it? I mean, it it was three or four days. They were long days. I, I wasn't counting the hours, but we we go from morning until nighttime uh, working on every character. And it was, uh, it was quite a lot of work. If you play the game, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's, yeah, I want to no check combat. it out. Yeah, what's the no premise shooting. behind the game? There's no oh. shooting. I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. What's the premise behind the game? Like, what, like what's, what's, what's going down? What's the tale? It's a, it's a police, it's a police mystery drama, right? It's like uh. a, it's like a, a way more somber, serious, quirky version of like a law and order, a CSI kind of thing. You wake up from a really gnarly hangover and you can't remember anything about your life. And you have to go about putting the pieces back together. You find a pair of pants on the floor. There's a hotel ah. room key in your pants. You got to figure out a little memento your style. Gotcha. Exactly. Nice. Where's my badge? Holy shit. I can't remember my name. You look in the mirror. You don't, re- you don't recognize the face. Um, that's staring back at you. And then you figure out that you're there to solve a murder and you're, you're putting them back, putting back the pieces of your own life while also realizing that you have a, 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 a mystery to solve and there's no shooting. There's no combat. Everything is based around uh, dialogue options you have with everybody around you. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing different, game uh that if you have the open-mindedness to to try it out knowing what you're getting into knowing that you're not going to be blowing people's heads off every other second uh, i feel like there's a lot to enjoy and i it's one of my favorite games to come out in my adult life i i I loved it so what you're saying is if you're doing like voiceover work then you are a titular character in the game based upon your dialogue yeah that which is just see dude that's awesome i gotta play it now (laughs) that's cool yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, if, if for anybody out there who's interested in playing it, I play a character called Call Me Manana. I play Tommy Lahome, and I play a character called Smoker. So, uh, so yeah, if you want to go check it out, it's on PlayStation, Switch, and Xbox versions are coming out later this year. It's called Disco Elysium. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put the links uh, to, to, yeah. those, to those uh, systems and the game pages in this show notes here on the episode of, uh, of the podcast here so you guys can scroll up and click that link and check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I got some other stuff in the, in the pipeline, too. I, I voiced another game. Um, it's a VR game, which I can't talk about yet, but I should be able to in the next week. To, uh, yeah, it's for a, a Japanese studio that uh, that I um, – I, I was I've been in touch with since last year, but yeah, I'll I'll tell you guys more That's awesome. more about it in the future. Yeah. So when are you starting your OnlyFans to do your ASMR voiceovers? <laughs> where 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 would I sit? When Ooh, do you think ASMR I can expect? ASMR is just the tip of the iceberg, man. It's just I'll do a little bit of ASMR then just I'll... to get you hooked. So much yeah. more than ASMR. He's so much more than that. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, and I'll sneak in some like upper thigh shots. Uh-huh. There you go. And then I'll work up. To, work uh, my way up. Some of those uh, sailor chest airs popping. You know. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's this whole new phenomenon on Twitch that the hot tub streamer, and it's they're just like <clears throat> these girls are just like leaning into it. They don't even care. You know, they're just in a bikini in a hot tub, which is usually just a kiddie pool. Sometimes it's an actual hot tub, which you got to give them, I guess, props for. But, it's but not I don't think it's porn. It's no, porn. no, and that's the funny thing that that's the, the real interesting thing. And a lot of <laughs> a lot of like porn actresses are are leaving porn and just becoming like hot tub streamers on Twitch. And so it's like, I can still make a shitload of money and a, I don't a little bit of an easier day job. Yeah. 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 A little bit yeah. less wear and tear. Yeah. Yeah. Wear and tear. Well, I'm, I mean, if you're a construction worker, you'd be working on your joints, you know, truck drivers sitting all day. I mean, come on, man. You know, anybody you suffer from wear and tear, you know, your fingers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> any anyone doing any profession I, I think yeah there's one there's one clear path if you have the choice between taking taking what yeah. you can take yeah exactly yeah I, I, I gotta say this the one who's really winning it's the it's the girl that you put me on uh justin the one that's like in the pool playing like giant jenga and that's all oh she yeah does all day, yeah like, yeah that's all she, that's, her, that's her job yeah yeah she, she twitch streams herself if, yeah i don't even want to give her any extra credit because she's okay, so annoying not. but if you just go into the just chatting stream at any pretty much any hour between 11 a.m and midnight She's like the fourth or fifth most watched person on Just Chatting. No. And she's just either in her pool, you know, playing literally with giant Jenga blocks. She just plays with Jenga. Um, no. or These people are making real money. Real money. Not Monopoly money, Mark. Like, yeah, $100,000 a month. Real money. Yeah, like I can buy more groceries next week. Not that kind of money, but like I can fucking buy a house now. I can buy I more money. houses next week, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, Jesus. That, that's crazy. But the thing is, is like... The old fart in me, like the jaded freaking, you know, almost 40 year old guy wants to say like, fuck these people. But, but then the, right. <laughs> but, but then the, the part of me that's like, you know, the, the, the entrepreneur part respect of me the hustle. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I respect to, it. Have to, but, man. but I do think, and you know, any of my friends that have hung out with me after a few white claws can tell you this. I'm a very firm believer of the slippery slope methodology which is you know you, you give an inch you're going to eventually lose a mile one way or another it's just once you open certain doors it doesn't stop and 
I think there's going to be, there's no free lunch. I think eventually there's going to be some social cultural effects of everyone having some sort of content they're selling to each other. Eventually we're all going to be selling content or being, you know, like you can't, not everyone, you know, like in the caveman days, not everybody painted on the cave wall. Some people were still hunters and gatherers and farm, you know, eventually farmers and all this other stuff. But like if everybody's got paid nude subscriptions, eventually we're going to have a president that we've seen have sex on camera. Which might just yeah. be part of the plan, as slow progression towards a porn star president. I don't know. I'm just well, saying. Yeah. A PSP, a porn star president. A PSP. President. Yeah. That's, that's PS, heavy, P.S. POTUS. <laughs> P.S. POTUS. <laughs> P.S. POTUS. But, you know, I better trademark that right now, because that's probably, that's probably a great a great feature <laughs> right somewhere. We should put that on the outside of the cosmic canoe. Like, it's going to happen. We're future tellers. We're future tellers. <laughs> But you know that that's what makes what what they're doing all the more brilliant because they're getting the foot they're doing what they're doing at a time where it's not so oversaturated to where they become a punchline or a joke like they're doing it at the right time. It's not PSP time yet. Right. We don't have a porn star president yet. We probably will and it we will like you're saying probably reach a point where yeah, it's like oh god, like fucking oh you two you're doing one guy. And then it's going to, you know, the bubble's going to burst. But the bubble hasn't burst yet. So like the people who are doing it now, like these YouTube mega stars, these Twitch mega stars, it's like, yeah, you're making money that like it's going to be around forever and you got in at the right time and you're it's like the gold rush. You got in right at the beginning. Well, you know, do you remember like in the early 2000s when there was like that resurgence of celebrity boxing and it was like, you oh, know, yeah. Urkel versus Screech, rest in peace, um, or yeah. or whatever. You know, I I feel like we're gonna get to that level where it's like C level celebrities making OnlyFans accounts and stuff. That's when it'll really like jump the shark. When it's like, you know, somebody from American Pie or something like that. You know, from 10, 15 years ago is is making a comeback on on a you know OnlyFans yeah, like or something. S- Scott Bayo's posting dick pics. <laughs> yeah, oh for, oh for like forty nine ninety nine a month. You're like Jesus, Scott Bayo. That's a that's a <laughs> lot. That's a that's a hefty fee. That's a lot, Scott Bayo. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you see Hasselhoff and like Shark Sharknado. So like, I mean, that's it's, one step it's, away. It's, it's all coming. It's all yeah. coming to it, yeah. That's yeah, one step yeah. away. That's good and stuff. And he's even, he's higher up on the lot. Like, he's, yeah, he's oh, yeah, he's, he's worked his way back up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eventually. But like, but like a, like a, like a David Arquette dick shot on OnlyFans, you know? Yeah, like, right. Like, what are that, what's that going to go for? Yeah. $20 a month. Is that, I like to equate it to an equivalent, like, uh, streaming service. Like, is this going to give me the same entertainment value as, say, Disney Plus at six ninety nine a month? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's a that's a that's a good thought. You yeah. know, there's there's got to be. I mean, because I watch Hulu Premium a lot. Yeah, Hulu level uh, entertainment factor. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right, <laughs> yeah. right. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, is a is a John Stamos dick shot worth a Hulu membership? <laughs> I'm sure that'll be an NFT in no time. It's like that's <laughs> like for Stamos. real. There's gonna be like celebrity dick pics as NFTs. You know. <laughs> But I, I like like the like the C level celebrity NFT dick shots. You yeah, know I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all digital, all the time. Like. <laughs> the guy that the, the guy that played the Shermanator in American Pie. That would be you know that that. <laughs> it, it needs its own OTT app now, like yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure someone's working on it. They're, they're, dude, I was watching like WrestleMania recently, and an ad came up, and they're like, 
The Undertaker celebrating 35 years in an NFT. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who is, who is, and then I look at it, sold out, $15,000 Undertaker premium NFT, sold out. Yeah, it's serious, man. It's really serious out there. Wow. (laughs) I feel like there's a danger in trying to relate to the consumer in that scenario. Like if you start asking yourself, who are that? Who is that person? Yeah. Who? It has to be like a Saudi prince or something. Right, right. Like right. in his basement, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, just, yeah. Someone who's uh, really wealthy and very, you keep an eye on them. Yeah. Right. But yeah, if you ask the question, like it, it, you're almost like defeating the purpose because that question is not meant to be asked. I can't relate to any of those people. None of us can. Nor should just, you. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. You know. Listen, guys, it's okay to not be able to relate. It's totally it's, fine. It's okay. That's the, that's the beautiful thing about, that's, you know, I have this joke with my friends. They'll be like, I can't even imagine. Like, you're right. I can't. That's why I don't. That's why they that's why they, they do their thing. I do my thing. You know, I respect them and they hopefully respect me and I'll just leave it yep. at that. You know, it's pretty pretty breezy way to, to, to roll through life. Exactly. Exactly. Now, one of the things we got into the first time you were on the podcast um, is kind of we started veering veering off into some some uncharted territory, some some undiscovered uh corners there if you will and uh i'm i'm a guy that's that's very fascinated in uh you know unexplained things or anytime there's two sides of a scenario and the the distance between each one is is very big that catches my interest and i start find want to know why is your version of the events so different from their version of the events you know whatever it is it could be a, a turtle race i don't care i'm just curious I'm curious cat um we started kind of loosely talking about ufos and i know you and i have been chatting about it and stuff like that stuff's kind of interesting to you uh, you know in general and i sent you a link about these the pentagon kind of coming forward the department of defense and, and saying yeah these videos that have been released that show you know it's from a night scope on some u.s navy vessel and it's a you know triangular shaped entity flying through the air and they can't figure out what it is there's speculation it was fake because it the way it came out and they said no it's real not only is it real it's not anything that we have and it's not we don't know what it is we can't do anything about it um and and i said to you guys earlier like i find that should be kind of like hey everyone stop your shit we mm-hmm. got something to talk about here there's something flying around our so-called secure airspace that we have no control over what's going on here because we're all yeah. trying to and it's funny because you know we're talking about covid of course six foot distance wash hands mask etc however is there some sort of <laughs> imminent threat from uh, outer space that none of us know about uh, that they're just like kind of telling us about now what do you what do you think about all this news that's been coming out because i know you're a curious cat as well yeah, I, like I, I didn't even know much about it until you shared that with me. And I, I think another friend sent me something similar weeks ago. And it's never on any of the, the websites that I frequent. Like it's not on CNN. It's not on BBC. Uh, it, it, it's it's always some other you know topic du jour. Uh, but that that's covering what, on it. and it's like the New York Post or the Guardian releases it, mm-hmm. but they are quoting a Department of Defense person. You're like, well, why right. not? Why isn't CNN right. talking to this guy? Yeah, it's it's crazy, man, and 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 I wonder. It's like, you know, to prevent mass hysteria or, or or to prevent 
you know, some kind of crazy, you know, population craze where we all start freaking out. Is that why they're, you know, they're not thrusting it more in our face, but at the same time, it's like, what the fuck do you think's happening every day with us already? Like, would you not say that we are already in the, at the center of a mass hysteria with any number of the topics that you just mentioned, not to mention, you know, a full blown arguable, you know, race war happening on mainstream media every single day. So it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's baffling to me, man. It just piqued my sort of late night curiosity. You know, that's when I get hit with these thoughts most. It's like, I, I cause I, you know, yeah. to quote one of my favorite shows ever, I want to believe I really do. And the more I get to, um, you know, he, hear about the stuff actually happening and potentially being a real thing, I get excited. Uh, but it's, yeah, again, it's not something that's uh, being shown to us every day. And I, I, I think there's something very real and deliberate to that, you know, something very intentional by the powers that be, you know, to, to, to not expose us to that. There's definitely been a shift in the last, cause this is something that I've always, you know, growing up in the era that I grew up in, I had a computer that wasn't connected to the internet and then I was connected to the internet. I was in that first wave, you know, of people getting access to this weird shit and you see so many weird things and I've seen thing you know, just unexplained stuff on the internet. And I'm not talking about just every UFO video you see, but there's been information leaks through, through WikiLeaks, for example, and other organizations over the last decade, two decades, whatever it is uh, about this kind of stuff. And it, it just always has piqued my interest. And then it's like, all of a sudden, the last couple of years, it was like a sudden turn where everything just started to act. The information that they shared on like History Channel shows, every now and then there would be some NASA person talking about something. You're like, wait a minute, wait, is anybody else seeing this? Like, you know, like little things you would hear, like uh, some former astronaut talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, we saw some th stones that were cut on the moon that looked a little weird to us that kind of looked like a monolith. You're like, oh, okay. I don't remember hearing about that. And, uh, you know, like, and it makes you start questioning who's, are these guys just crazy old guys that spent too much time in outer space, you know, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or what? And, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. But, I, you know, when it comes down to what we're shown on TV, and on, you know, through mainstream media outlets, it's like, I think it's pretty clear, no matter what side of the fence you're on politically, racially, or wherever you stand in terms of who you are as a person, how you identify yourself, they want us arguing, mm -hmm. you know, they want us arguing about everything. And that doesn't fall in line with that mentality. Like, well, that would that, be a unifier, I would think. It'll be a unifier, but that's not what sells, sadly. And like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. I actually, I, I find conspiracy theory culture to be pretty infuriating to a large degree. Like, I, I do believe that there's more than meets the eye to a lot of what we see. And I do believe that there's agendas that we're walking right into, you know, as consumers, as citizens. It's like, there's way more than we see that we are not privy to. And it's fascinating to sit there and talk about it. But I'm not, you know a fucking anti-vaxxer. I'm not, you well, know. Well, that's the I, thing. That's the problem is that that kind of stuff got co-opted into the, mm -hmm. hey, what really happened at the Oklahoma City bombing? I'm a little confused about what happened at Waco, Texas. You know, mm -hmm. that got mixed into the, you know, yeah. intergalactic psychic vampires. Now, 
I talk about Alex Jones in here every now and then. I think the dude's hilarious. I think the guy is probably could be the world's greatest comedian if he if he wanted to be. He's got a he's got an a presence and a in a in a skill to 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 orate, if you will. Um but he says some crazy shit and it's like that gets lumped into things that are true every now and then and gets yeah. used to discredit people asking questions like like I said, like, well, wh- why, Yeah, you know, I don't even want to, I, mean, I can't even go down the rabbit hole too far, but you know, we'll get, we'll get kicked off of YouTube. But, um, there's definitely something in the air recently. And I've been saying to Daryl that, and you kind of just nailed it. Like, you know, w- without getting into specifics, you know, recently there, you know, there, there was a, there was a trial and a verdict that had everybody on edge and, and whatever way you looked at it, before that happened, and I would hear stories about this from my parents from like the OJ trial or whatever, but I think this was a little bit different. And it was like, oh, well, could, this could be it. This could be a big, we could, maybe this is going to pop off or something tonight. Every, you know, mm-hmm. nobody really knew. But my point is, all <laughs> we are all mentally, look how far we've come as like, Daryl and I were just having this conversation where, like, we could get to that heightened sense of shit's going to happen. Mm. So, I don't want to say flippantly, but it was like, I got up, I went to work, I knew I was going to work. Oh, okay, well, just in case, who knows, maybe tonight shit goes down. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And to be in that level of uncertainty and heightened, it's not a fear, it's just like, well... I don't know. That's what they're telling me is going to happen. Like the, the way that, like you're saying with the media presentation is some things. So to add like the sudden influx of like, yeah, there is UFOs and we're, 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 uh, we're studying it. That would be a little much, I think to add to the whole pot. I think the biggest thing to me is, especially when it comes to just the, the overall temperature of what's going on socially, politically, whatever, you know, permutation you want to mention, it's it's there's there's that aspect that, and Mark you mentioned this is there's that aspect of control. Okay, well we got things flying out in the air, and that's not front page news because there's so much steeped down here within the control avenue, whether it's the racial deal, whether it's political or whatever it is. It's all about that trend, and that's how the control is is being kind of governed everywhere that's yeah. that's the that's the mass hysteria what's what's trending now you know what i mean what's what's going on down here now what fuck shit is going on in the air that we don't even know about what's going on right here what's going to get the social likes what's going to get the spins what's going to get people exactly you know um yeah. you know uh reacclimated to this new sense and you call you 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 hit it right on the head that that urgency that 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 nervousness that that feeling that this new thing or this new situation or this new whatever, like the world could burn based upon whatever is going to happen next. And that's what happens. You're on the edge of your seat because of that, because when has there ever been a time where we felt like this all the time and that pressure, that situation, that mystique, that environmental, I don't even know what you call a bondage, if you will, every day. It's 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 like that. It is for, for, for whatever reason, for for whatever, however you want to spin it. And again, we don't we don't talk into the whole. We don't get into politics on this podcast. But at the same time, we're all human. We live it every day. It's, we, mm-hmm. we 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 wake up in this 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 flesh like vest, this skin, and we feel that yeah. on, on anything you point and click on. 
you, you, you pick up this damn thing here and you're like, oh, I got to put it down because otherwise I'll get lost. And that's why it's important to have those moments that you talked about too, Mark, yeah. where you pull yourself out of that shit and you get centered because you can get lost in it. Yeah. You really could. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it, and I think you you know you guys were saying it's not really in your guys's culture of the podcast to talk about politics. I feel like this topic almost transcends politics because you start talking about business, mm. you start talking about racking up uh, views and likes if you're CNN or BBC or Fox News or OEN or whatever fucking network. Well, but you even are. from that perspective, though, you would think this will sell shit. I would go buy a newspaper with that on the front of it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't sadly, know. sadly you're in the minority because <laughs> that's just fascinating to me too. But they know that, you know, whatever soccer mom or redneck sitting in his basement or whoever, just who, whoever, whatever decent human being sitting out there, most likely they are going to be completely tied in to whatever divisive topic is thrown in their face. And yes. like, it's pretty obvious the, topic the things of the that we, yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious now the things that, that, that coax the strongest reactions out of yeah. the every man out of, out of the, the average man and woman in this country. It's like, we have some hot button topics that, you know, depending on who you are, we have a long or a short ways to go to address. And like, and, and they, these, these, massive companies these networks they know how to get that reaction which translates to dollars for them so un unfortunately it's uh you have to be a little bit more diligent in seeking out things like like you're not gonna find uh you know front page news you know a a alien aliens exist know, yeah aliens hey everybody <laughs> like you're gonna have to dig a little bit for it you're gonna have to fight through you know, the, the, the late, I thank God fucking, we don't have to deal with, um, you know, never mind. I'm not going to talk about the old president. But well, anyway. and that's, <laughs> and that's the, the interesting thing about it too, is when you talk about everybody being on edge is we're now, you know, it's almost June and I think people generally are still pretty uncertain in some regards about a lot of things. And, you know, the temperature is only rising in other areas and, you can't, and we had we had shout out to Doctor Gazelka from the Mayo Clinic recently on the from the Mayo Clinic Q and A podcast was on our show, and you know we were talking about there's a fine line, the great state of Texas, there's a fine line between telling people there is a law mandating you wear a mask indoors versus hey Mark here's the science here's the information you're an adult you pay taxes we respect you mm -hmm. make the best decision for yourself. To me, I would rather be presented with the information here's yeah. here it is i respect you we mm -hmm. you respect us do what yeah. you need to do yeah. your rights stop when you start messing with other people's health that's why you can't you know poison people's food intentionally yeah. things like that yeah. you know yeah. so if you're gonna not wear a mask and you're gonna run around texas that's fine you just can't go blow your nose in someone's face shouldn't yeah. do that anyway which to me is just it's just decency and consideration right. I, I, I at some point it became politicized and it became this charged topic hand grenade when you, you yeah exactly you go to you go to any other part of the world you go to freaking japan <clears throat> where for as long as i've been going to japan since I, or asia since i was a kid it's like you wear a fucking mask right you know why because there's sick people and you there's sick people around and you're on the subway and dudes are coughing down your throat because you're crammed into a, a crowded rush hour train it's 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 consideration it's not necessary but it's something you do for your fellow man 
And at some point along the way, I feel like in our country, and it had this domino effect that cascaded across the rest of the world, it became this politicized thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I haven't actually checked out that podcast that you just referenced to, but I'm, I'm actually pretty interested in hearing a real professional's take on it. Well, uh, I will send you the link to our episode with Dr. Yeah. Gazelka from the Mayo Clinic. She's awesome. She's, She's awesome. Well, I had, a big, I had a big surgery at the Mayo Clinic back in 2012, so I have mm. a close relationship with them, and they reached out to us about having their podcast. We'll do a little podcast crossover, if you will. I don't want to keep mm. saying that today. i got to stop. Um, but uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing another one with them. <laughs> we're going to do another one with them soon. And, uh, yeah, Dr. Gazelka, we love you. You're the best. Um, there's... There's an interesting balance, and and again, depending on where you go to get your information, you can get a heavy-handed or a light sprinkling of information, and I'm the kind of person where I've always been a multi-resource individual, you know? I grew up, you know, again, before being able to research things online, like I did at a certain point have to go into a library and, like, find books on shit and put Mm -hmm. them together, you know, Mm -hmm. and... You have to do that with everything now. You, you, you have to, you know, and it's not yeah. enough to read someone's words anymore. You you almost have yeah. to try and find other quotations of it to make sure that you're getting the whole chunk. And that's why yeah. this podcast, you know, we don't, uh, not for lack of effort, but we don't, you know, we had a little hiccup with the Zoom earlier, which will get edited out, but we don't cut things up and shorten conversations because I think people want to hear your long form thought, generally speaking, on on topics right. like this, you can't cr- imagine cramming this conversation into a forty five second segment on yeah. on a major news yeah. network. You know, right, right. right. Well, no matter who's out there listening, don't trust YouTube videos of dudes in their pickup trucks wearing WWE hats talking to you about. <laughs> hey, I got a lot of WWE hats, friend. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know, you know, videos is like I'm watching, anytime I'm you watching. see anybody sitting in their truck, they're like, let me tell you something. Yeah. No, let I know. Let me tell you something about COVID, man. Yeah. 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 Like, don't like just stop. stop. Yeah. Be skeptical. Look, my whole thing is be skeptical of everything, you know, just yeah. just look with an inquisitive eye and open mm-hmm. heart towards everything. And, yeah. you know, the broken clocks right twice a day. So you can't rule everything out. Uh, my my problem with the way that's received is be inquisitive, right? Is all like we're taught as kids, like always ask questions, always ask questions. Is now that mentality has been taken to this extreme. And I'm watching this series on HBO Max, this docu-series called uh it's the QAnon one. Oh, it's on my list. I gotta watch that. Right. It's I'm only two episodes in, but it's like it's fascinating because the intent behind it, you can nod your head, like you're like, oh, okay, like ask the questions never trust the suits that are giving you information. Like always ask questions, always do a little detective work. You know, it's kind of what you're saying. Uh, But at the same time, there's this, there's this divide that happens where they don't, they don't listen to CNN. They don't listen to, to, to BBC. They don't listen to any mainstream news, but they will trust a 25 minute YouTube video made by some dude in his pickup truck and take that as gospel where it's like, wait a minute, I thought you just said to 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 not trust anybody, but you're gonna Uh-oh. fucking you're you're gonna believe that Mel Gibson has been raping babies for sixty years. <laughs> you know, because some dude in his fucking four by four told you that that's what the truth. Like, okay, I see. You know why? But see, my my opinion on that, and and this is, I'm I'm kind of like one of those guys that can dive into a 
and a lot of times my friends will get confused on my actual views because I can explain, I, I try my best to be able to understand as many sides of a situation as possible. And I'm, I'm the kind of person I can literally dive into your pool and swim around with you and get covered in your pool water and really be, I, I can speak your language, but then I can also hop out of the pool and dry off and, and be like, Hey, you're never going to guess. This is what, Listen to what I found. I love, I love finding new subcultures yeah, that are right. disgusting, extreme, violent, yeah. whatever. Just because mm. it's interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, you know, uh, broadens your worldviews. Yeah, right. Perfect example. I was trying to look up a video of of my band's extractus called Crusher, and I the first hit that came up was a video of a girl sitting on a box of food, and I'm watching it. And I'm reading the comments. There was nothing inherently adult about it but just something in the comments told me i have a feeling i just discovered a new sexual fetish of sitting on food undoubtedly turns out yeah. there is a, a large community of people yeah. that sit on food yeah that's it okay it's hot it's yeah. hot and and it's in it's good it. form god bless you know who am i to judge um but i think people are for me diving into these various pools over the years i think people are so dissatisfied generally speaking with what the official explanation is and i think as time and technology has gone on and we have more access to information imagine if something like jfk shooting happened now with all the cameras and various things or like the moon if we landed on the moon for the first time right now i'm not saying that either of these things are false fake conspiracies but what i'm about to say is I've been to Dealey Plaza and I've sat there and I've read all the stuff. I've read all the books. I'm looking around and I go, I watch the videos and go, okay, I can see after standing here, why someone could be confused how this happened with the physics of everything. Mm. It's a little, okay. Do I, mm. do I have an explanation for you? No. When mm. I watch the, the video of the moon landing with the, with the lens of 2021 vision and knowing what's capable now and how it looked then, does it not look a little weird to me? Yeah, it looks a little fucking weird to me. It looks kind of like they're jumping around on marionette strings. I don't know. I've never been in space myself, you know? Yeah. But I can jump into your pool and see where your points are of contention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That whole thing and, and, and thoughts similar to it, I think a lot of people are dissatisfied with the official explanations of things that they get. Mm -hmm. And they've got yeah. caught, they've caught news companies lying so many times about inconsequential things that over mm -hmm. time build distrust because it's like if you're going to lie to me about the color of the sky or perfect example there was one news network and I'm not even going to say it so we don't get kicked off but they were they were filming they said they were live on location somewhere and that they were interviewing another person who was live at another location and you see a, a white landscaping van with a name on it that's very distinct passed by the one and about 20 seconds later it passes by the, the person they're talking to Clearly, they're lying to you about being in two different locations. If you're willing to lie to me about that, what else are you lying about? And mm -hmm. stuff like that gets amplified into Tom Hanks's pedophile with a robot mech suit that's powered by baby tears. I don't know. Allegedly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's just this disillusion with what's going yeah. on and in the, in the, in no good answers. Yeah. Well, I think that's why, like Mark, when you were saying why that show is fascinating, is because you have all those outlets, you have all those social platforms, and people 
tend to go toward that, you know, they, they, they go toward the, the, the divide and seek validation elsewhere because maybe there's this trust this way, or maybe it's just that, Hey, they need a, a new sense of truth. And it's validated by the number of views that that YouTube channel has gotten based upon something else. So like, it's, it's really weird, but you know, it, it is fascinating to see that, you know, whether you're going to go directly to the source and do your own research, you go to a library, you, you want to get the, you want to get the right words for it. Or it's like, you know what, you know, it's just like my kids that I coach when, you know, I'm, 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 I'm at high schools and it's like, okay, I could, I can be a former professional football player and give you the tools to succeed, but you would rather watch, you know, the sports center two minute video to get it from, you know, yeah. the, somebody else. And I'm right here every day, sweating my bag off <laughs> down in like a four point sands right here with you. But you know what? That YouTube videos has more hits than coach. So yeah, Juju just did go. a new TikTok dance. Hang on. <laughs> Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the thing that like just blows my mind. I'm just like, dude, like if, 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 if you wanted to be a pass rusher and Aaron Donald came out here right now, you'd be like, yep. Yeah, you wouldn't be like, Oh no, I got to watch this YouTube video. Come on, man. Like, and don't get me wrong. I'm not Aaron Donald, but I'm just saying like, I have a particular set of skills and I think that I can help you out, kid. You know, it's just, it's just it, but like Liam Neeson. A very particular yeah, set of yeah. skills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> but that that almost begs the question: is like how how uh, how do kids prefer to learn these days? Like watching a TikTok video or, or talking to a real live human being? I know, on a, right? On a Crazy fucking level. Well, think about yeah. how much stuff you probably like. You know, I'm a big barbecue guy, and I recently just got a this port this propane griddle. You know, so I'm learning all sorts of shit, and it's like I'll pull up a video of some cooking technique, you know, and scan through it five minute video. And I'm like, Oh, good to go. But then if you ever Google like a recipe and you get some ladies like, I love to make a nice stew for my husband. Who's a farmer after a hard day's work. And he likes russet potatoes and russet potatoes are funny because on the farm as a little girl and you're like, Jesus lady, just how much fucking onions do I need to put into this crock pot? You know, like, I, don't, I, I can't stand having to sift through all your bullshit to find the recipe. Yeah. So I do understand, like we all are kind of losing a little bit of patience with our information. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see. But, I, I do recommend you guys watch that. You no matter what you believe in, even if you believe in some wild shit, it, it, it does seem like a really well-made series on HBO. If anybody wants to check it out, if you guys are, are looking to be entertained. Oh, I will. I, I, I am. Need it. Just one thing Need I'm, I'm looking for. It's to, to be entertained. Yeah. Can that's a WWE I, break, you know, just, just, yeah, just flip it over. Flip right <laughs> over to HBO. Yeah. I hear, uh, I hear there's some interesting characters in there too. Uh, someone I work with was yeah. telling me about it. I, I got, I got to check it out. It's on my list. Yeah, because that's wild. again, that's one of those things where it's, you know, like you said, there's, okay, all right, I'm following you, I'm tracking, I'm tracking yeah. your whoa, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you had me up until you know, there's always the whoa moment, yeah, you know? yeah. I get it, like uh-huh, I, I, uh-huh, I, love, yeah. I love being the inquisitive mind and then like prying a little bit, but there's always the whoa, you jumped from there to there, yeah, yeah. That, that just happened. But see, then, like, my 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 brain works, the way my brain works is I'll just be like, well, how did this person get to that, you know? What yeah, was their yeah, progression, yeah. you know? Because yeah, yeah. I want to I wanna walk that 
path and see like yeah. see what this person was seeing because I mean dude, there's definitely things that I've changed my mind and heart on over the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And um I just get angry when I don't get the jump. You know, when I and instead of being more inquisitive, I just like when I don't get the jump in logic for some of these conspiracy theories, I just get upset. I'm just like fuck man and then you are spreading this dangerous information out to god knows how many people and that is like dangerous to an immeasurable degree because who wh- whoever the fuck out there could be taking acting it their own that. way right and then acting on it and then before you know it they're bringing an automatic weapon to a pizza restaurant in dc yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely well, yeah. and again, it's one of those things on paper. You're like, well, I could get behind stopping something like this if this was to be going on. And then it's if like, it were, if it were going on, <laughs> right, right. And then, but in in the the counter argument to that would be, well, Mark, you haven't walked the path. You haven't. You don't know what I know. You haven't seen what I've seen. How could you make that? You know. And that's what they do. And it's this beautiful. You know, it's but just, you haven't watched this video of a dude in a, in a, in a fucking... <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sorry. Have you been watching Pickup Truck America 69 on YouTube? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Yeah, there's... there's uh, Look, you, if, you're, if you're getting your just, you know, full disclosure, if you're getting all of your uh, guidance from your friends on Facebook, you know, it's time to shut that shit down and just try and... Yeah. open up anyway um so i don't think yeah. we're telling anybody anything they don't they don't already know there and i think the tide yeah. has turned largely on things like at least in my kind of circle um and people we talk to here on on how to use social media and what it really is and what it can be used for in good ways and bad yeah. ways um, oh yeah it's uh one of my main goals is to take i want to do like a one week internet detox one of these days oh yeah you do it like a jared leto you know, go out and go out into like, yeah. yeah, he does this thing where like he goes out into, uh, you know, the salt flats of, you know, wherever in California and is it like off the grid for a month and they have to just wait till he gets back and he's, like he's, GPS he's got enough power and, and flow in Hollywood that he can just go off the grid completely for like a month every year. Like a computer chip in his like, you know, tie while he's out there so they know where he is at all times. <laughs> I think there's like probably his one assistant gets gets access to you know to his yeah his Rolodex or whatever. That's awesome. I, I I don't know about salt flats, but just maybe I just use my phone for maps and then I check my email at an actual computer, just so I don't have to dodge work. But but to just I'm gonna do it one of these days, and maybe I'll do it during the next like periphery writing session or something like that. You know, just to do a one week no phone challenge yeah you guys ever thought about doing something like that i you know what i would like to do something like that i think i i think i could and my fiance's probably listening to this right now like yeah you should do something like that um yeah you know i did little things like i turned photos off in reddit you know and that drastically decreased how much i was using the app just having it just mm-hmm. it was all text um mm-hmm. things like that you know the screen time um i deleted you know i don't keep facebook stuff like that. I still, Instagram is the only one I keep on my phone just because it's largely how I communicate with, you know, people like yourself and a lot of, a lot of guests and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, we're going camping for our first time together. I've been camping, you know, as a kid, but not, not since being a full grown man, we're going camping, uh, up to this beautiful state park up here in PA called a uh, Hickory run in like two weeks. So I'm looking forward to kind of, you know, trying to detach for a weekend there. See and you're not a social media guy, are you, Daryl? You're not a social media guy. I am not. You, the only only social platform I'm on is LinkedIn. That's it. 
I, I, I gave social media up years ago. Good for yeah, you. It's a rare it's, bird. It's, it's, it's just, it's, well, here's the thing. And I'm going to be honest with you. And this is why I, I let it go. One, because you got those Facebook alerts and stuff like that. And then I looked up and my son was like six or seven years old. And I knew I really wasn't about that life because I still had pictures of him when he was like a newborn and like two years old on my profile. And I was just like, you know what? This isn't for me. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just not, you know? And then, and then the thing is you, you, you kind of get, um, like blasted by people telling you, you need to be updating this and doing that. And you no, know, nah. let it go. It's over. It's and, just over. And you're good. You're just, you're, you're, you don't miss it. It doesn't sound like you miss it. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not missing it at all. Well, I'm not st- at all. I'm still plugged in enough that Daryl, I give him a, the upload on it, something every now and then, like a new, uh, Mountain Dew flavor or some social media ad that I see. <laughs> so like essentially, yeah, like like brother Jay is my plug when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> right, and right. So so or like some fight in an airport. He's my uh, he's my 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 hard right. You know, hey, what's really going on, brother Jay? Well, it's let me just send you these things. Yeah, here's right a swerve. Here. Here's here's forty people Gosh, brawling no. in an airport in Miami. <laughs> Did you see that by the way? That 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 there was a, a wild fight in the Miami airport over the weekend. It was like 25 people just started over like standby seats or something. And they Damn. just fucking what? went, just went for it. It's, it's nuts. Damn. Yeah. In Miami. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Miami is usually pretty like, Hey, you know, over standby, like what? over who was going to get the standby seats. Yeah. Uh, Nice. Next thing you know, dudes well, people are tired. They're cranky. Their breath is all over. shitty. Yeah, yeah, everybody's all just nobody's nobody's nice in airports. I but see, here's the thing: is like like stuff like that. Like, if I'm gonna get into fisticuffs with you over like the standby, like there's no like to me, I feel like there's no merit in that. Like even if I had to, right, like, there's no know, honor in that. Explain that to like if, <laughs> like like if like if like in a week or two or whenever the next time we get on this podcast, and if I got into a fight over a standby seat, like Mark, I'd be like, I would want you to tell me like, dude. Like sure. that's just fucking wrong, bro. Like, why I would you do that on a fucking seat? Like, not yeah, like you were defending someone's honor or exactly. The stakes had to be justifiable. It was like somebody called somebody called my son a name or somebody called my wife something. It's just like no, we were fighting over uh, maybe Stand getting on a plane. Yeah, maybe <laughs> getting right. getting back to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah, from Fort Lauderdale an hour early. This guy, he yeah, wanted correct. my seat. I'm like, no. What did you actually have a seat? Well, no, but it was no. standby. Like, but I was maybe going to get it. I could have had it. How you know, many people on standby too? Oh, maybe like 25, 30. <laughs> <laughs> I was right there though. I was right there. I wasted them all with the exception of one because he was bigger than me. And then like we went at it. Like, ah, no. It's funny, man. It. Once the yeah. once the pandemic started and everybody was wearing masks, I really started paying attention and trying to not in a creepy way, but like looking into people's eyes to try and gauge where their mentality mm. was, especially when things started getting a little hot. And I remember you see smiles and stuff because of the man. Oh yeah. Well, see facial well, it's like it's like uh, what's his name is Bane in in the Dark Knight. Mm. I mean, he he does a lot of portrayal with the eyes and the brow. Mm-hmm. You know, there's you can tell a lot of emotion from half of someone's face. Um, but I remember there was a couple times in particular, like the weekend. The, we there's Walmart near. Who doesn't love a good Walmart trip? Um, get all your goods in one shot. You know, Wild's World. <laughs> Podcast accessories, Why? buckshot, you know, buckshot. 
personal lubricants, whatever. Yeah, whatever you need, dude. It's great. The day they have a car lot out there where you can just purchase, I'm like, dude, it's it's over. They own it all. You can get a Kia. You can get a Kia and a pretzel (laughs) from some. Walk out with a dildo and a minigun. One that does and one that does both. I got a, I got like Jeep Cherokee with a Hellcat engine like in the back of Walmart. It was great. Oh, dude, you, it's it's truly a, it's truly a gift. But I remember you know right before the the weekend before the election, and also right after you know the whole capital business, um, walking around just shopping you know Walmart grocery stores whatever, and looking in people's eyes and just seeing like some people were just like business as usual like meh. You know, and then some people were like, just <laughs> fucking lit up with fear and anxiety. And then you look down in their in their cart, and it's like three cases of water, a hundred feet yeah. of extension cords, and two gas containers and a pickaxe. And you're like, okay, he's getting ready. I don't know what yeah. he's getting ready for, but I'm somewhere in the middle of business as usual. And you, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you like you kind of have to be aware of of everything because next thing you know, somebody's stomping you in over a Funko pop at Walmart. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. You talk about being aware. I had a situation happen, happen to me at work. I forgot to have my mask on. Like, I just, I don't know what happened. Like, I just, I thought it was yeah. normal. Did they tase you? Bro, I got, dude, here's the thing. Now there's a, there's a security guard. His name is Mr. Joe. He's the nicest old man in the world. Like you've been there for years. Like he's like your granddad. Oh, hey, how you doing? DC is great to see you. You know, like and he just just says, talks like the snowman from. Did you, did you see the Did you see the pictures of my granddaughter? She's just the most beautiful thing ever. And just I'm just like, hey, Mr. Joe, I'll see. I saw him yesterday, but I'll see him again. I tell you what. <laughs> He turned into fucking Bruce Lee when I didn't have my, my mask on. I came to the thing. He's like, you got to get your mask <laughs> right now. I'm just like, Mr. Joe, what? You don't got to. I dropped my bag, my phone. Like, I ran to my car. I didn't have my keys. It was just like, what yeah. in the world? But, like, that's the world we, we live in. That's and the then, world we live in. Then I felt, like, really, like. Like you stole really something. Bad. Like, I, like, I, like, I really fucked up. Like, my whole. I had to meditate in my office because I was like, dude, I got to get fucking shit. Like, how to. I'm surprised. Just, it was just like it was just a, it was like a mistake. Like it was it was just a mistake. Like I'm trying to <laughs> talk myself into like I'm like breathing. I get a deep in for a couple twenty seconds and twenty five. You know, it's just like I'm trying to get my 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 mode back just because I, I was human for a second. I thought it was you know it just happens like you. Yeah. I, the sun was shining, man. I was I was listening to Bill Withers on my way in, man. It was just a lovely day. It really was, and then. Karate chop by Mr. Joe. <laughs> so I, did, I forgot my mask. I'm surprised they didn't have like a big bubble that comes out and just kind of scoops you up like in Sonic the Hedgehog. You just get trapped into a bubble. <laughs> just, just I, I, I wish something came from the, like descended from the Raptors and got me out of there. But I ran to, I, ran, I was, and I ran like Napoleon Dynamite, like at like four, seven speed. I was like, oh, it's crazy, man. Like, <laughs> forgot my mask. Yeah, everybody, everybody yeah. everybody's uh, on edge here. So, well, yeah. Mark, this has been a, a, a variety of topics, a great conversation, a lot of fun. Um, what's the best place to keep up with you? You know, what with what you're doing, with what you're putting out there. Where where can uh, the every man, the every woman? Maybe they don't know about Periphery. Maybe this is the first time hearing yeah. about the great Mark Holcomb. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, where would they I'm Where would they start to get more of you? I mean, of, of me specifically, hit me up. Uh, at Mark Periphery on Grinder, I mean Instagram. <laughs> oh. um, yes, I am on a fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, large following. Yeah, large following yeah. on Grinder. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Instagram is, is normally the way to go. Uh, stay posted. Uh, we're always dropping news on there. Uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty active these days for as dormant as, uh, as it may look like we are sort of on the, on the catalog side, we're not putting out any music right now, but we got a lot of stuff in the works and, uh, and yeah, just, just follow us on there. Yeah. Just keep it, keep your eyes peeled. Well, and I'm sure once you got something to say, uh, you guys will be able to hear it here on the Everman podcast. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. My brother, have a great day, man. We'll catch you soon. Yeah. Thanks guys. <laughs>